This is Lessons in Life, Journeys in Offender Rehabilitation, a podcast from the New South Wales Department of Justice. My name's Jordan and I've been given an all-access pass inside the New South Wales criminal justice system. This week, a new multi-agency collaborative approach to managing offenders in the community. And eventually we kind of realised that there's 8% of the offender population that are responsible for 18% of crime. So really working with that small cohort was going to have a big impact. Local coordinated multi-agency offender management brings a team of specialists together from government agencies such as Justice, Health and Housing. They work together with an offender to put in a comprehensive plan of action. I met with Fiona and Shanna from Justice New South Wales Strategy and Policy to learn more. Shanna and Fiona, welcome. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, What is LCM and how is it different to anything that we've done before? So I guess LCM is in a unique position because it's part of a suite of reforms that um, were developed as in response to the state and premier's priorities to reduce adult and domestic violence reoffending. And so although it stands alone, it's within sort of one piece of a bigger puzzle that's looking to reduce reoffending. And it had a really specific target, which is looking at um, a small number of high risk prolific offenders, so people who just keep coming back through the system, and what can we do differently to manage those people when they're in the community? So we started from a place where we were looking at a big picture, but we also identified a really clear sort of objective that we wanted to investigate. Um, And then we had another advantage is that we had some time to think creatively about how to do that which, you know, is a luxury um, that we don't always get. So um, it is an example, I guess, of good innovation because it was designed based on um, a lot of international and local research, both desktop and face-to-face. Um, it involved identifying the particular group of offenders that we wanted to focus on, which was a lot of data sort of analysis and working with the Bureau of Crime Statistics and Research. And then there was a step around recognising that to have the greatest impact on community safety and to achieve the government's priorities, we really needed to target this group of offenders a bit differently. So not just with the services that we can provide within justice or within corrective services, but also bringing in other agencies like the police for monitoring and other service providers who can help to stabilise our client group in the community. Um, And then there was the process of designing the program um, informed by evidence, and that was getting input from our partner agencies about what they could do and how they could contribute so that they have a strong sense of joint ownership of LCM, but also connecting with other jurisdictions. So Fiona in particular created amazing networks with Canada and South Australia who had similar types of programs. And, you know, we would video link with Canada at strange hours to talk to them about <laughs> how how they set up their program and what has changed over the years, what worked and didn't work. So really like learning from the lessons that they had experienced mm-hmm. to make sure that we were going in with the best chance of success. Yes, it was like a collaborative approach to a collaborative design, yeah, which was great. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to talk a bit about what LCM is? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I guess one point to make is that it's been operating um, in three sites since August 2017. So that's in Dubbo, Liverpool and Parramatta. And basically what happens in these sites, local representatives from our partner agencies, which are FACS, Health, Police and Corrective Services, they meet on a monthly basis uh, to work collaboratively to select the eligible participants, so that particular group that Shannon was describing, and then they develop a joint case plan, which um, 
is aimed at setting out the agreed services and interventions that each agency will actually provide towards reducing the um, offender's criminogenic risk and stabilise them in the community. So I guess the key to the collaborative approach, I think, is um, sharing the information, um, expertise and resources based on what the local circumstances of that particular LCM site is. Uh, And also I think LCM participants can be under the management of LCM as long as it takes to complete a joint case plan or if their circumstances change. Um, For example, they no longer need such an intensive wraparound case management service or perhaps they re-offend and go back into custody. So I think that is a pretty unique feature of LCM, Um, going back to your question as many programs tend to have set timeframes, but this is all about tailoring it to the individual and how long they need and their particular circumstances. And in terms of multi-agency programs to manage their clients, um, there seems to be a bit of a growing trend in the justice sector at the moment for that, um, I will say that. And I think the safety action meetings for victims of DV are actually a pretty good example of this. But something that LCM is particularly unique in is it's the first time it's a, a program has been designed and implemented to collaboratively select and manage those prolific offenders or re-offenders who have a high, medium to high risk of re-offending. So yeah, I guess um, we thought what might be actually useful to kind of further highlight what it actually adds value to in the justice sector is to go through a bit of a case study of someone who's been on LCM. Obviously we've de-identified the participant or changed their name for the purpose of this case study to maintain their privacy, but the facts are true. So we're going to refer to this participant as Mr P. Mr P first came to the attention of corrections back in 1999 and his offences ranged from really minor offences like smoking on a public passenger vehicle to more serious offences like a break and enter and assault occasioning actual bodily harm. He had a really long history of drug use so starting right from when he was a teenager after his father left the family home. And from alcohol, which is what he started using, he moved on to amphetamines and he suffered a drug-induced psychotic episode in his late teens, so pretty early in life. In his early 20s, he was scheduled as a result of a self-harm episode and at that time prescribed medication to assist with his mental health. But he stopped using the medication shortly after his discharge. Prior to entering on um, LCM, Mr P was living in a common area of a share house and he actually had very few belongings just packed into a suitcase. So one of the first things LCM recognised and prioritised for him was to actually find and organise some suitable and stable accommodation. And with that, fax housing assisted, providing some advice on what to do with the application and what requirements were needed. And as a direct result, um, he gained accommodation in a one-bedroom apartment through a local community housing organisation. So that was pretty amazing. He also has two children. They were actually in foster care and that was just, you know, due to his sort of transient lifestyle and the drug use and all the criminal matters. But um, since he was on his LCM, he has been able to reconnect with them and even though he still recognises that he needs to um, deal with his health and drug and alcohol use before he can even regain custody, at least he's very happy to have that contact again, which he didn't have. In relation to the drug use um, that Shana was talking about, um, under the program, Mr P engaged with mental health and drug and alcohol professionals, and they actually managed to identify a bulk billing psychologist, so that really helped in terms of addressing his mental health needs or working towards that. 
and he regularly attended appointments and reported that he found that actually those appointments were beneficial for him. So that was all really positive. And when we were doing recently a review of LCM, we had a chance to have a look at his um, records because he just exited around that time. And at that point in time, he looked like he was remaining in that residence. Um, he had then commenced full-time uh, work and he was still having regular weekly contact with his children, which are all really positive things in terms of stabilising in the community. And also there was last one little point that we found was that he hadn't had any negative contact with the police. So that was, yeah, really good. That's just um, one of a, a f- one case of quite a many that have come through the program since then. What are some of the risks and challenges that come with implementing a new program like LCM? I think one of the key risks I see is that a lot of time can often go into the resources of designing and getting an approval for a program to be rolled out and implemented, but not always the same amount of time and energy goes into um, maintaining the program or managing how it's actually going um, out there when it becomes something in practice. So I think that's always a big challenge. Um, and I've got to say that this is one of the many, one of many things that I'm actually really proud of about my involvement with LCM is that we actually recognised um, that from the outset and built in resources to closely monitor LCM's performance once it was up and running. So I think not only the program design incorporates a sound governance structure to locally manage performance issues, um, but LCM was also subject to quite an early review, a service review, and it's um, looking at its first six months of operation. And the key of that was that we wanted to actually check if the program was operating as it had been intended, as, as it had been so carefully designed for. Um, and what we, and if it wasn't, maybe, maybe there was a, a good reason for that, and maybe there are things that we had misunderstood in the design and that we needed to address. So a result of the review did find that in actual fact um, there were improvements that needed to be made in terms of um, the kind of quality assurance uh, uh, that also need and some closer direction to ensure fidelity in terms of service delivery. Um, and it led to a number of recommendations to provide some additional resources or support um, for each of the LCM sites. So, yeah. And I guess the only thing I'd add to that is there was a unique, I guess, risk or challenge with LCM in that it was multiple agencies. So there's a real fidelity issue with any program, however it's being implemented. But um, there was, yeah, the additional layer of working across lots of agencies and bringing them together was definitely a challenge. And, you know, if we didn't get buy-in, a really significant risk. Um, But I think that it was not at all challenging to sort of Um, get agencies on board realising that we all have the same clients. So um, agencies' commitments have been incredible. And Mm -hmm. at a local level, at a central level, we get so much support from our partners, um, both in terms of the quality of the service and the engagement of, you know, partner agencies, but also around design and improvements um, and really getting their local knowledge and expertise around their services Mm -hmm. to say what would and wouldn't work or where we should look and where we shouldn't, um, which really, I think, um, strengthens the ultimate service delivery and what we can provide to clients and what contribution we can make to reducing reoffending in the long term. Now, how hard is a collaborative approach uh, when you're talking about managing offenders? The management of offenders always requires a collaborative approach. And I think whether that's you know across teams within corrective services or juvenile justice, an agency like that, or externally across sort of relevant agencies, 
I think the challenge that people out there um, who work with offenders face is actually getting in touch with the right people when they're trying to organise services, um, getting response from them in a timely and realistic fashion, um, and developing a sort of way or a relationship um, with those agencies so that could perhaps benefit another client down the track. And I think that is actually something that LCM is specifically designed to achieve. Um, in particular, sort of building up those key relationships and trust within the government agencies um, that already, as Shannon mentioned, already work with a lot of these clients anyway. The good news is that LCM is now expanding from three to ten sites. What does that mean for the program? It means more LCM, which is very exciting. Um, so there's a, um, we're looking to go to seven new sites by um, the beginning of the 2019-20 financial year, um, which means that we will have a very busy 12 months yeah. within um, our team and uh, as well as corrective services and our partner agencies. Um, but what it practically means is that the service will be able to reach a larger number of priority offenders and hopefully have a greater impact in more communities across New South Wales. But we should note as well on, this, on the flip side of that is that because it's focusing quite intensely on the most prolific offenders and priority um, clients, there is a small number that are serviced at any particular time in any given site. It'll also work to test the way the program works in different environments. So we'll be trying to expand to communities that are a bit different to the ones that we currently have, as well as some more metro sites um, and regional sites. So just seeing whether local dynamics impact and how the how I guess appropriate or transferable the program is across the entirety of the state so that'll really sort of help us to get a better understanding about how it works and how we need to tweak things to make it work the way we want. That's the end of our first series. It's been great to have the chance to talk with some of the thousands of staff who work with Corrective Services New South Wales to manage offenders in custody and in the community. And I hope you've enjoyed the series as well. Remember, you can connect with us on the New South Wales Justice Facebook page or find out more by visiting our website, justice.newsouthwales.gov.au. This is Lessons in Life, Journeys in Offender Rehabilitation, a podcast from the New South Wales Department of Justice.